You may have heard this past February that Hasbro announced it's dropping the Mr. from its Mr. Potato Head in favor of a gender-neutral name, Potato Head. This move was made, and I quote, for the sake of gender equality and to make sure all feel welcome in the Potato Head world, end quote. Now, it sounds funny, but this is serious. What's happening in our culture? There's a new gender ideology that's infiltrating every aspect of our culture. According to this new gender ideology, gender is a social construct. It has nothing to do with biology, with objective physical reality. People aren't born as boys or girls. Rather, gender is something you choose. This new gender ideology is becoming widespread. It's not uncommon today in corporate America to begin a meeting by stating your name and your pronoun preferences. So I could say, I'm Brian, and my pronouns are he, his, and him. Or you may say, my pronouns are she, her, and hers. Or you might claim, I'm non-binary, meaning you're somewhere between masculine and feminine. So you might say, my pronouns are they, them, and theirs. Business people are including their pronoun preference in their email signature lines. The point is you can never assume someone's gender just by looking at them. And by the way, you're free to change your pronouns based on how you're feeling on a particular day. This new gender ideology is also infiltrating our public schools. Just Google gender-neutral schools. You can watch videos about this. In these schools, teachers don't call the students boys and girls. Again, that would be making a presumption about their gender. Each child is given the freedom to discover their gender. And again, that could be something that might change day by day. At one of our new school family meetings here at St. Michael, a family told me they're moving their four children to the Catholic schools precisely because of this issue. And you know how they discovered it? During the pandemic, as school was being live streamed into their homes, they heard firsthand how their children were being indoctrinated into this new gender ideology. Not only is this gender ideology becoming mainstreamed, but there is a national legislation being proposed to force everyone to accept this new gender ideology. It's called the Equality Act, and it actually passed the United States House of Representatives in February 2021 and is currently gone to the Senate, but thanks to the filibuster, it hasn't been voted on. On the surface, the Equality Act sounds like something we would favor. Everyone deserves equality, dignity, and respect. Unfortunately, the Equality Act does just the opposite. It discriminates against people of faith. It attempts to force Christians to reject our Judeo-Christian understanding of the human person in favor of this new gender ideology. According to Crisis Magazine, the Equality Act will mandate what can be taught at faith-based schools, denying students the opportunity to hear the truth about the sacredness of marriage between one man and one woman, and denying our students the opportunity to hear the dangers posed by postmodern conceptions of gender. And if we do teach the truth about the human person, we could be subject to lawsuits if someone is offended, or we could be accused of discrimination. If we refuse to hire someone based on their beliefs about gender ideology, again, we can be accused of discrimination. And under this act, employees can seek protection from being fired, even though they might openly denigrate our faith. 
This Equality Act calls for gender-neutral bathrooms. Women's sports would be open to biological males who identify as women. At a gathering of the clergy, Archbishop Nauman said if the Equality Act passes, it could be the beginning of the end of Catholic schools. And the Equality Act affects not just our schools, but all of our Catholic institutions, our hospitals, clinics, shelters, reception halls. And this is especially scary for our Catholic health care workers. The Equality Act will provide the foundation to remove conscience rights protections for our Catholic doctors and nurses who oppose abortion and gender reassignment procedures in adults and children. The Equality Act expands the meaning of public accommodation. So, for instance, our social hall is rented out for receptions. Well, we could be found in violation of the Equality Act if we refuse to rent our hall to host a wedding reception for a same-sex couple. It's important that we contact our congressmen and women to tell them to oppose this legislation. So what is the truth about gender? Our gospel this Sunday provides an important truth. When Jesus appeared to the disciples, they thought they were seeing a ghost. The gospel writer drives home this point. Jesus is not a ghost. He really has a resurrected body. In fact, Jesus shows the nail holes in his hands and feet, and then he asks for a piece of baked fish and eats it in front of them. All this is a way of saying the resurrection of the body really happened. Christians have always proclaimed this truth. Our bodies are important. Jesus has redeemed our bodies. And like Jesus, we too someday will have a resurrected body. Our bodies are good and sacred, and our bodies are integral to who we are. As human beings, we are a unity of body and soul. There's an ancient heresy in the church called Gnosticism. And one of the tenets of Gnosticism is that matter or the body is bad or evil. So the soul is trapped in the body. And the whole point of the spiritual life is to acquire this gnosis, knowledge, so that the soul can escape from the body. Well, heresies resurface. In fact, Bishop Barron says the whole new gender ideology is really a resurfacing of the Gnostic heresy. See, according to this new gender ideology, my truest self has nothing to do with my body. My body is not integral to who I am. My truest self lies in my mind and who I will myself to be. And so a man today might say, well, deep down, I've always known I'm a woman trapped in a man's body. Therefore, I have the right to change my body, to bring it in line with my true identity. This thinking rejects our Christian understanding that our bodies are integral to who we are. Notice how the mind or will, the inner self, is casually referred to as the real me, whereas the body is seen almost as an antagonist, which can be manipulated by the true self. This is Gnosticism resurfaced. This is not our Christian understanding of the human person. For biblical people, the body can never be construed as a prison for the soul, nor as an object for the soul's manipulation. In fact, our Christian understanding of gender is not just a matter of faith, it's a matter of science. Gender is a matter of biology of X and Y chromosomes. Let me just close with this. It's not an act of love to deny the truth. 
Think about this. If a dangerously thin person suffering from anorexia thinks she's overweight, we don't help her by playing along with this false perception. In a similar way, we don't help people who are experiencing gender dysphoria by encouraging false perceptions. But we are called to love them, to accompany them, to walk with them, and to share the truth and love with them. The Bible reminds us the truth will set you free. In 2019, the Vatican issued a document on gender theory titled, Male and Female, He Created Them. This is a quote, of course, from the book of Genesis. The very title reminds us that God created human beings as males and females, and that is something very, very good.